Aloha. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. Welcome to The Body Show. Each week we talk about health and fitness, but none of what we discuss replaces a visit to your own primary care provider. Did you know that there are a significant number of people here in the islands who happen to have prediabetes and don't even know it? About 40% of the adults in Hawaii have this. Only 12% are aware of it. What's prediabetes? Well, if you haven't yet been diagnosed with diabetes and you've had fasting blood sugars that have been done and it's somewhere between 100 and 125, or you did this test they do sometimes in the office, a two-hour plasma glucose between 140 and 199, or another number that some people might be aware of is called a hemoglobin A1C. If you're not yet at the diabetes range and your doctor said you're borderline, how do you prevent getting diabetes? That's really the situation we're going to talk about today. So for those folks who are not yet being told diabetes, they might hear this A1C number, this three-month average blood sugar number that's in a percent, and diabetes is 6.5% or higher. Prediabetes is anywhere 57 to 6.4%. If you want to know what to do about it so you don't cross that 6.5% line, we have some answers for you today. I'm in the studio with Erin Farmer. She is here from the YMCA Honolulu, and she's going to talk with us a little bit about a program that is up and coming, super exciting that you could participate in. And we also have the national director we have got from the YMCA USA nationwide, Valerie Lawson. She just flew in from Chicago. She's here to train Erin and some other folks on how to run this diabetes prevention program. And we've got them both here in the studio. Thanks for joining me today, ladies. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Uh, Valerie, you just literally got off a plane. And I did. <laughs> here you are. It's 10 o'clock in your world. You're based in Chicago. Tell me a little bit about why this whole situation even arose. So the YMCA, I think of the Y as you go there, you exercise. There's people who rent rooms there. You know, I think of the village people stay at the YMCA because you still can, and you go to exercise. But they've got a new mission. They've really taken over looking at chronic disease. What sort of conditions are they looking at, and how did that whole whole situation transpire? It's about 10 years ago, and the Y was in a rebranding process, and one of the social critical social issues that have come up is healthy aging and chronic disease prevention. Um, the YMCA is in 21, you know, it's... It's in so, a lot of different states. We yes. have several here in 10,000 communities are served by local YMCAs. There's and like 880 nationwide, I think. 880 um, associations, and then each association can have multiple branches, multiple oh, sites. It can more. be you know, storefronts. It can be in a school. But when the critical social issues came up around healthy living um, and looking at healthy aging and chronic disease prevention – the Y took a stance, and um, diabetes prevention was one of them. And since then, we've also looked at um, blood pressure self-monitoring, um, cancer survivorship programming we've been doing for um, probably a dozen years. Um, enhanced fitness is another program that's around um, falls prevention. Um, we also have work right now for childhood obesity intervention for children that are already dealing and managing 95th percentile and higher. And um, the diabetes prevention has just been something that we were we – were, backing and wanted to see in more wise across the nation. Now, there was a national study that was done to try and determine what would be an appropriate diabetes prevention program, and it started out in medical centers. Yes. And that was how many years ago? 
over 20 years ago. Um, in 1996, um, there would have been this would have been the Nash or the actual diabetes prevention program was in a clinical setting, and it had clinicians that were providing the support and the coaching. And then there was translations of that in the early 2000s, and looking at University of um, Indiana School of Medicine and working with a local Y to have a trained layperson deliver a program in a group setting. So you were taking the benefit of the group-based thinking as well as you were having someone in the community deliver a program, which drove the cost down as well as the results stayed in in the direction that we wanted them to. And so through that process, that translation process, we were able to go from one YMCA to 10 YMCAs to 20 YMCAs. And um, at this point, it's in over 200 YMCAs. So, you know, the Centers for Disease Control decided there were certain parameters that needed to be present in a diabetes prevention program. And some of those parameters require some specific training. And you're here right now to help train Erin to be able to be one of the lay people that is administering this program with the intention that if you train Erin and other people, they will be able to train other people. So we're really trying to make this nationwide, really, to make it accessible to anybody who might be diagnosed with prediabetes. Absolutely. And anyone who is supporting or loving someone who has prediabetes, they might also benefit as well. Absolutely. Um, It's a program that materials go home and you can share them with your family and with more people that are in your home and they can see what you're working on. They also could be, they could be the person that takes you to your, uh, your sessions that you attend. Um, They also might become your, um, support as you start to look at self-monitoring and start to read food labels and start to understand the behavior change process is tricky. It's ups and downs and and you want to identify people in your home that can help you. So now some programs are really short and, you know, other programs, someone might get super excited. How often have we seen my New Year's resolution is and someone gets really excited and motivated and then that motivation kind of drops off a little bit. This program lasts for quite a long time. What are... What are some of the specifics of how long, in general, nationwide, some of these diabetes prevention programs last? Is there a set time frame? Yes. The YMCA's Diabetes Prevention Program is a year-long program. Uh, the primary two, two of the goals that the individuals are working towards is a 7% weight loss and an increase of physical activity to 150 minutes per week. They progress through both of, towards both of those goals. The program is a year long with the idea that it's intensive initially for the first six months, four to six months where it's every week. And then it goes to a step down where it's every other week and then it's monthly to support that behavior change process. Um, individuals are encouraged to reach the weight loss within the first six months of starting the program and then work on the skill set and continue to meet with the same group as they, they built a group sense of community. And then they still have support from the trained staff at the Y to continue to talk about what is, how does this keep, how does this look in my life long term? How does this look tomorrow, next week, next month? Um, and so that you're really laying the groundwork for um, individuals to be successful with the management, um, their lifestyle management, so that they can prevent or delay the onset of type 2 diabetes. Now, you're a registered dietitian, so you've got the background in nutrition to know what people should and maybe should eat more of and maybe eat less of. What do you think is one of the biggest barriers for people who might have this diagnosis of prediabetes and are needing to make food choices? In your, in your years of experience, what's the biggest barrier? Is it just because, you know, they just have this perception that healthy food doesn't taste good or that there's lack of motivation? Is there just misunderstanding of the consequences? What do you see? 
That's an interesting question because I think it depends. Uh, for some people, I really do think there is a, a fear that healthy food does not taste good and that healthy food um, it isn't flavorful. And so for me, it's one of those things if my husband's a chef and we always talk about how if you can make food and it's prepared in the way that it is intended to be prepared, everything has an amazing taste and flavor. Um, so some of that, but I also believe behavior change is hard. So if it's something I haven't been doing, it, no matter who I am, it's hard to change that. Um, food is also very um, emotional for many of us. And so it always feels like someone's taking something away. Um, where physical activity feels like you're adding something and that feels less restrictive. But usually when you talk about nutrition, someone feels like they're going to have something taken away from them. And um, I think that that becomes a struggle and a challenge to understand that it's more about how let's talk about what this could look like and let's be open to tasting and trying things and um, finding the opportunity to prepare things in a different way. Well, and I think the other aspect is ease of access. You know, when we think about where can you get food quick that you don't even have to get out of your car, drive throughs So people that are super busy, mm -hmm. I don't want to have to go to the food store. I don't want to have to prepare meals. I just want to get something quick. We don't really have. It would be great if somebody ever wanted to market like a healthy drive through food. You know, so you just drive up, get your organic food or you get your healthy greens or a salad that's perfect for you. And then you just drive on home. I mean, we just we have McDonald's, we have Burger King, we have other places. They're easy. You can find healthy choices there. And to their credit, some of those places have really decided to provide healthier options and, and suggestions. Often, I think people don't make the healthiest choice when they go there. And it just seems like it's a very difficult process. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here in the studio with Valerie Lawson. She is on the faculty for coaching of the YMCA USA, currently here visiting from Chicago for a few days. And Erin Farmer, she is our local representative from the YMCA. She's going to be teaching some of these classes. And we're going to, when we come back, we're going to talk more about a diabetes prevention program. What are we doing here in Hawaii? And how can people who are interested participate? We'll be right back after this quick break. Stay with us. Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors, locations, Nohea Gallery, and Straub Medical Center. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here in the studio with Valerie Lawson. She's from the YMCA USA and Erin Farmer, who is one of our local YMCA folks. And she's going to be running a very exciting program we're going to talk about. It is a diabetes prevention program. Now, about 25 years ago, a major medical study took place and determined that there are some ways that people can make lifestyle choices to prevent diabetes. So if you have, quote, pre-diabetes, which is kind of a high sugar, but not yet in the diabetes range, or that three-month average sugar that's not yet in the diabetes range, then you might benefit from doing some certain things, lifestyle-wise, exercise-wise, that could help delay or in some cases even prevent the onset of diabetes. Now, why should we care? Well, diabetes is actually a metabolic process, and we're now thinking that it does a lot more than just affect sugars. This affects pretty much every organ of your body. This affects your kidneys, your eyes, your heart, your blood vessels, your liver, you name it, there's an effect. And it's something that starts people down a path of chronic disease that can be managed with medications, with lifestyle. But if you never had to get that diagnosis, that's kind of the best scenario. So today we're talking about why the YMCA has decided chronic diseases are things they want to focus on and prevent. 
and what's going on locally that's going to be exciting for anybody who is interested in this process. Now, Erin, you've been at the YMCA pretty much your entire career. Yes, that's correct. And you're now going to be helping to run this diabetes prevention program locally. So it hasn't taken off yet, but now we're starting this new program. Tell me about the logistics. So, What's it about? Um, so the YMCA Diabetes Prevention Program, we actually done um, two pilots cohorts that have um, that are almost uh, just getting getting completed. So we have seen tremendous success here locally. We're seeing the the matching the national stats. So people are reaching that seven percent weight loss that that um, Valerie mentioned and increasing their activity levels to one hundred and fifty minutes per week. So we're seeing a lot of um, great successes just within. Um, our kind of pilot groups that have gone through. So we're excited to um, to be moving forward and launching more programs. That's, as you mentioned, why Valerie's here, um, to make me a master trainer so we can have, uh, you know, just um, divide and conquer and get more more coaches trained and out there. So either in YMCA's running the, the, the program or anywhere, really. This program can be run in offices. It can be run in schools, libraries, you, you name it, wherever there's a classroom type setting with tables and chairs, we can run it. So let's talk about that classroom setting. You know, when I think of going to the Y, I think of going there and exercising. But this is not just people exercising and and in a group or even individually. This also includes some educational components. So what sort of things are people potentially going to learn in a classroom? So as you said, yes, it, it is a classroom setting. Uh, it, there's 25 sessions over the year long that we kind of talked about. So uh, there is a three-month membership that is included. So around week five, when we start to talk about physical activity, we um, include a, a three-month free membership for participants. So um, each each cohort, as we call them, has about 12 to 15 participants, and they're led by a, a lifestyle, a certified lifestyle coach. So to- each week, there's a new topic, and the coach kind of guides uh, the participants through that topic. So it can do with um, nutrition, um, label reading, uh, can do with um, activity, like what kind of activities are you doing to or increasing activity levels. It can be around stress management, can be around, uh, you know, things that are happening in their lives, whether it's like environmental or social cues. So things that they can really grasp onto and um, those little small lifestyle changes and behaviors that really make the long, long lasting effects and helping them prevent um, diabetes. So a huge element of this is education, mm-hmm. because a lot of times people may not grow up in an environment where they're looking at labels or where that's a priority or where that's a focus. So it sounds like some of the initial work for the first few weeks is just learning where people are at mm-hmm. and then helping them understand a little bit more about how their body works, how sugar works, how digestion works, how certain foods might make them feel better, might make them feel worse, and then help them to understand what are some of the healthier choices that mm-hmm. are out there that they could make? Yeah, and kind of the beauty of the YMC Diabetes Prevention Program, it's not, uh, you know, it's not um, structured where we're not prescribing you think, you know, you need to eat this or you need to do that. The participants really come up with the goal, their things to do or each week that they're going to, like I said, grasp onto and, and do. Because otherwise somebody keeps telling you, you need to do this, this, this. You're not going to do it, right? But if you come up with it as a participant, you're more likely to adapt and make those changes. So, Valerie, you've got the, again, the, the nutrition expertise. 
this is not eliminating any particular food group. I mean, it may be lessening some of the sugar if you're eating too much or the carbohydrates, but we're not talking about you can't eat meat, you can't eat fish, you can't eat cheese. This is really just trying to figure out healthier choices, not with a prescriptive, you must not eat carbohydrates kind of thing. Absolutely. The evidence is really around, here's some information that we know, such as if you reduce your intake of fat, which is more dense than a carbohydrate or a protein, the result can be weight loss. So there's certain pieces that are, it's just factual information. But the program starts on the evidence where the first four weeks are nutrition-based activities. And that's because the research shows you start with nutrition, you get the small wins there, and then you start to add the physical activity. Physical activity really helps with more of a weight maintenance perspective, but it's the nutrition piece that we know we need to focus on to help to get that initial weight loss that you're trying to get. Um, The program also has things like you know, action planning and problem solving. To Aaron's point, you really want to help people understand what will this look like in my home? Mm -hmm. If I'm going to reduce my fat intake, what would that look like in my home? Mm -hmm. If I'm going to track the food I'm eating, what does that look like in a detail, you know, details? If I go over to someone's home and we're going to have a meal there, I don't know what they put in it and they just serve like the one pot dish and how do you work from that situation, whether it's social, emotional, um, and the stress reduction piece is really important. And and so there's different pieces around the nutrition. Obviously, it's encouraging things like, you know, variety, moderation, and balance, and to think about, you know, choose my plate, right, where you think about a variety of foods. But then in the end, it's, um, it's very culturally sensitive because it Mm -hmm. depends on the group of people in the room and what is going to work in their home Mm -hmm. and what are some places in their home and with their food that they can start to make some changes. So really is personalizing the approach. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Now, the first couple of weeks you mentioned are Mm nutrition-based. And then, Erin, you said you get to, you know, be a member at the Y. Mm -hmm. And so you get to go do the exercise component, Mm -hmm. the goal being about 150 minutes a week. Mm -hmm. Is that a challenge? I mean, I look at 150 minutes and I go, does that mean from the time that I parked my car at the Y? Because, (laughs) you know, then I walk in, I have to get changed, you got to go in machines. I mean, do you find that a lot of people, particularly your pilot project, was it possible for them to do that? Did it surprise Mm -hmm. them that they actually did have the time? Yeah, it did. And the, those 150 minutes, that's where you're you're going to want to be after those weekly sessions. So you might just start with, hey, 30 minutes this week. And it doesn't have to be in the Y. You can go walking around your neighborhood. So just moderate intensity act- activity. So, you, you know, we, you don't need to be training for, uh, you know, the great Aloha run right out of the door at week five. But we really wanted to write the programs at the Y. We really wanted to have that added benefit for our participants to, hey, maybe go try the pool or try a class or meet with a, the trainer. So we just wanted that to be another opportunity and option for them to to increase that activity level. And like someone could show them how to use the machines. Oh, absolutely. So okay, as a they new change member, all the time. Yeah, that's right. Got to keep keep up with the. You know, and I look at it. I'm like, that trend. does not look like what it looked like <laughs> the last time, and so I don't know where to sit. You know, so well, that's one of the things. So yeah. you actually show them how to use the machines. Yeah. So you don't have to like eyeball the guy on it before you and be like, okay, that's where he put his legs. Uh, let me try that. And no, oh, that doesn't work. Yeah. So really, there's there's yeah. that personal training aspect of we want you to get on the machines. Mm-hmm. We're going to show you how to use them. Yeah. And people think that's silly, but that's a huge important thing. Yeah. So. No, we, we actually bring the trainers and the healthy lifestyles directors into the classroom so they can meet. The you know the participants can meet them and oh you know this is Jed he's not scary and he's actually going to walk me down here and show me how to use it so we we really make sure to do a um, intentional handoff from the diabetes prevention program to the our trainers 
Excellent, because all of us could use some education on those machines. All right, I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here in the studio with Erin Farmer. She works at our YMCA, and she's setting off a great diabetes prevention program that has been nationwide accepted and proven to work. And we have our national representative, Valerie Lawson, from the YMCA USA coming in from Chicago, literally arrived today, and we're talking a little bit about how diabetes prevention can really help people to stay healthy, not just in the short term, but in the long run as well. When we come back, we're going to talk some more about the specifics and how people, if they're interested, can find out more. Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors Inter-Island Solar Supply, Kaiser Permanente, and Hastings and Pleadwell, a communication company. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here in the studio, and I'm here with Valerie Lawson from the YMCA USA and Erin Farmer. She is at our local YMCA. We're talking today about diabetes prevention. Why do we want to prevent it? Because you don't want to get diabetes. That has lots of long-term consequences. But what are we doing locally about this? And since we do know that there are a significant number of people, about 40% of adults in Hawaii have prediabetes, only about 12% know about it. How can you reduce your risk of getting diabetes if you have prediabetes or some of the risk factors that could lead in that direction? So right before the break, we were talking about the program that has that is about to get started. There's been some pilot projects. It's proven itself as a great program. Erin, you're about to be a master coach, and you're going to start training other folks. The first few weeks you said are nutrition-based. Then we start to add the exercise. And Valerie, you mentioned that, you know, the weight loss happens in the first six months. You learn about how to eat well. You start adding the exercise. Then you have that component where you can be a member of the Y and continue with the exercise and do that. What happens after that? So you mentioned that every other week and then once a month. So this whole one-year process is occurring. And so it's pretty intense in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then it gets a little less intense because people are sort of on a roll. Mm -hmm. And so when does that happen? So really the idea is that that intensive phase, those the first four months where you're meeting weekly, is for the coaches to really be that support for the participants and really putting the accountability um to the group, if you will, uh, over time. And then eventually as we get to those, um, you know, biweekly or meet every other week, you're starting, the coaches are starting to transfer the accountability over to the participants. So they're really able, by the time you get to those monthly check-ins, uh, it's really just to be there for support and to reinforce all of the themes that we worked on the first six months. So the participant really becomes empowered, Right. They've they've selected things in their life that and small behavior changes that they've identified. So um, so really uh, over the year long. Right. It, it kind of gets gets um, transferred over to the participant. So last, could a participant sorry. ever become a coach? Absolutely. Some of them have. Um, it's interesting because there's sometimes a peer to peer. It's a great environment, but other times it's hard because we do need staff that deliver this to use skills, motivational interviewing, right? Mm-hmm. Listen first is what we call it in the why. But that whole approach of meeting people where they are without any judgment is is a skill that is something that we're we're trying to train and instill. And, and sometimes. Pr- Past participants have been phenomenal lifestyle coaches, but others struggled because they weren't able to not tell them, tell someone else, mm-hmm. this is what I did. Here's what you should do. So they got right back into that prescriptive mode. 
yeah, I'm a doctor. I'm in the prescriptive mode. <laughs> so I would be horrible at that. Let me just not give you advice. That's just, it's not in my makeup. You were going to mention something earlier, Valerie. Well, just one of the things around the research was that the research by the National Institutes of Health has shown that programs like the YMCA's Diabetes Prevention Program can reduce the number of new cases of type 2 diabetes by 58% and 71% in adults over the age of 60. So it's also really interesting to keep in mind that our um, healthy aging population is also something to consider as um, a primary audience for something such as diabetes prevention. We, we all want to age and be healthy. We don't want to, well, first of all, we don't all want to age. Let's just throw that out there. We all want to stay young. But if we have to get older, we want to be as healthy as possible when we do it. So there's lots of statistical analyses that have shown that this is a great program. It mm-hmm. really can work. And in fact, if you, if you want to participate in a program like this, you know, there are some options for you. What's happening locally at the WISE here in Hawaii, Erin? Well, I am really excited to share with you folks that, uh, so the the cost of the, the program is $429 for, for a year. For a year, and that's our, our national um, co- uh, uh, price point. However, UHA insurance is going to be fully, be making it a fully covered benefit. So for f- any of the members for any who have members. UHA insurance, Correct. they're going to pay the $429. Yep. And that includes three-month membership to the Y. Yep. Fantastic. Yep. Excellent. And another exciting thing coming down the chute there, um, Medicare is also going to be covering YMC Diabetes Prevention Program starting in 2018. And that also was um, back to another study that was uh, that was done uh, about a year ago. Uh, the cost savings that, that come out of that study was a $2,600 co- uh, savings. So return on investment for... Um, so for every person that they put in that, that yep. money for. There's a significant year. It was amount. over 15 months that they studied the participants. Wow, a significant amount of savings. Because mm-hmm. if you can get someone healthier, mm-hmm. then they're not going to get these conditions yeah. which have other consequences for their health. Right. You may just be trying to prevent diabetes, but some of the things you're doing when you're doing mm-hmm. exercise and nutrition is you're also addressing cholesterol, you're also addressing high blood pressure and any of the other sort of lifestyle conditions that we're now finding are more and more that we need to put on that list. So UHA is covering it fully. Next year, Medicare will be covering it fully. When are we going to start the programs? When is the it? We're going to cover it. When do we start? Well, they're actually uh, starting already. So we have a a couple cohorts starting up here in August and some more in September. So we really just encourage folks that, uh, you know, if if they have talked to their medical provider and they find out, oh, my gosh, I am at risk or I have prediabetes, uh, we really encourage them to call the the YMCA of Honolulu. And I'm going to give you the phone number. That's okay. Uh, so our, our YMCA Diabetes Prevention Coordinator, her, na- her name is Noelle, and you can reach Noelle at 5480951. Or you could go to any Y and say, I want to do this, and they could probably help connect yes, you. Yes, they will connect you with Noelle. Yes, absolutely. Now, which YMCAs are going to be providing this program? Um, all of our YMCAs on Oahu will be providing uh, providing the program. Uh, we wait till we get a full class and then we launch. So we don't have exact start dates, but uh, rolling starting in August and September, there'll be rolling start dates. And long-term vision, island-wide? Uh, island-wide, oh yes. Yeah. So the program will be offered island-wide uh, at YMCA's. Um, our neighboring islands, uh, Maui and Big Island, are going to be, they're right behind us. They're going to be up and launched by the end of this year. So we're very excited to 
uh, to be moving it forward and rolling it out across the state. And long-term visions for the why. We just have about a less than a minute left. Uh, you know, Valerie, where do we think the why is going to position itself as far as, you know, next five or 10 years? More chronic disease management, helping out, partnering with medical centers, doctor's offices. Maybe that's already happening. Definitely. The YMCA has an opportunity to be an extension of the health system. Um, And for us at the Y, it's a great opportunity to serve as that extension, not to replace healthcare, but to serve as an extension because we know that a healthcare provider cannot see someone as intensive as we can provide a weekly program or a twice a week program. And we continue to look at programs that are addressing blood pressure self-monitoring, cancer survivorship, um, falls prevention, um, childhood childhood obesity. obesity. All right, so lots of exciting things going on at the Y. And if you've got any questions, again, the number that was given out earlier for Noel, 548-0951. We'll post it on our Facebook page as well. I want to thank you both for sharing your expertise with us today on The Body Show. If you'd like to hear the show again, you can click on hawaiipublicradio.org. Follow the links to The Body Show. Our engineer is David Chong, our executive producer, Beth Ann Kozlovich. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. We'll see you next week right here on The Body Show. Woo!